look forward to the day when we are all all back together. Not just a bunch of us, not just some of us, but but all of us uh, that make up the Calvary family. I look forward to the day when when we are are gathered in such a way that uh, we begin to get that that glimmer uh, of what things really should be. But I will also say this: I am so thankful for every one of you here today. Uh, for the last roughly 12 weeks, every time I have opened my mouth to declare the Word of God, there has been no more than 10 people, and usually more like one. And it is hard to preach to a room with nobody in it. Um, so i got to say, I am so thankful for everyone here. I'm so glad that we've gotten this opportunity um, and that we're, we're out of here. Um, you should also know about me, I love being outdoors. Um, so getting a chance to, to preach outdoors is another whole thing. Um, and then, like, getting out to look around. Uh, most of you all know this is where we live. Um, our house is, is actually the house back there. And um, he has, Lord has blessed us um, with, with this space and with this opportunity to be out here. Um, and we are so thankful. This has been a hard week, though. And for many of us, or some of us, um, it's, it's been a harder week than others. As Scott mentioned, um, we've had a couple tragedies within our community this week. Um, we did a funeral right here where most of you are sitting on Friday uh, for an 18-year-old kid. And there's been other tragedies as well. We, uh, we stand with, with Doris from Los Angeles. She, she lost a granddaughter this week. Um, and as and as another one who's in the hospital from the same accident, um, and we just want to pray for them, as Scott said, and uh, they are a part of us. Uh, most of us don't even know them, uh, but they are a part of us. And when they hurt, we should hurt too. I want to say that sometimes the last thing you want to do on any given day is worship the Lord. There are those days when worship and praise are hard. Where joy is difficult, and we do not want to open our mouths and sing praise to God. I would venture to guess that every single one of us has been there at one point or another. We know this. Some days it's easy, right? There are other days where it's just hard, and this whole week has been that for me. This has been a week where the sin that is still in my life would have me throw up my hands in frustration and just be done trying to figure out how to pastor during a pandemic. Right? This week we had the pain of helping one of our church family members bury her son. We went through the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic restrictions and what that might mean for us as a church and community and everything. And everything changes almost minute by minute sometimes. Add to that, watching a video of a man be crushed to death slowly. If you haven't seen the video, don't. Don't. Man was, was killed while three others whose duty it was to serve and protect him. Just watch. And kept the onlookers who would have interfered, who would have jumped in, from helping. Protests this week turned into riots. Chaos breaking loose. America is burning. 
look at Psalm 148, and what we see is a psalm of praise. And I don't know where your heart is today. I don't know if for you, you had a similar week to I did. One where you just found yourself sad and hurting and broken and angry at the world around us. So I would like you to pray as we come in to this time, as we come into the Word. Lord, I thank you so much for uh, a word that, that leads us to a place where maybe we aren't today. God, that, that would lead us to a place uh, where, where we can find ourselves honoring you, praising you, even in the midst of the turmoil that's all around us. God, we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to what you have for us today, God, that we would see that, that we are called to be a people of praise, a people of praise in all circumstances. God, we come before you and we thank you for your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to look at a couple things here today. We're really going to answer two questions. Let's give you a roadmap to where we're going. The first thing we're going to do is talk about why we worship. The second thing we're going to talk about is how to worship. Okay, so why and how we worship. And I want to, I want to tell you as answering this first question, why we worship, I want you to know that, that we were made for worship. Why do we worship? First answer is we were made for worship. See what it says in verses 5 through 6 here. It says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Now what's he speaking of specifically here? As this is written, of course he's, he's talking about the heaven sky above. He's talking about, about all of these eternal things. The image that's given is the heavens, the sky, angels, hosts, sun, moon, and stars. And I love that he starts here, that the psalmist starts here as he gets into praise, because one thing we need to always remember is our praise should not be rooted in this life. Our praise is rooted in that life, in the heavenly life. Right? We don't praise because of what's happening on this earth. If we did, I would venture to guess that most of us would not praise all that often. But we praise for something beyond, something that is difficult for us to see. Our praise should not be confined to the world, to, to, to this world. And as it talks about this, it moves into these verses 5 and 6 that I just read, and it says, hey, look, God created all of that. And he established it forever. Well, friends, if you are in Christ, you too have been created and established forever. In Christ, we have been recreated to be his image bearer. We've been made new. And he has established us forever. So like the heavens, like the skies, like the angels who are there forever worshiping and praising, well, so too are we. In Christ, we are established forever. In Christ, we become one of these heavenly things. Friends, he came to us for a time so that we could be with him forever. Not just for this small bit of existence. Christ, in dying on the cross, put our sin to death, and he raises us to a new life, making us something new. And friends, this is why we worship. He has given us a worshiping identity, and he's made us new. 
You can shut down a church service, but you cannot silence the worship and praise of God's people. It cannot happen because it is who we are, what he's made us to be. Right, the second reason that we worship is because God is uniquely qualified to be worshipped, to be the object of our worship. Verse 13. I'm going to turn my page here. Those who praise 
question, how do we worship? The hint is given to us in verse 8. How do we worship? In verse 8 it says this, Fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. Now, I have never been one for poetry. I'm just not. But right here, I read that and I hear that, and the, the poetry of this brings out fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. Last night, a storm rolled through here that dumped over three inches of rain on us and had everything on our property that wasn't strapped down blowing somewhere else. The porta potty closest to us now was not standing upright when I got here this morning. Right? The storm blew through that last night, and last night that storm praised God the best and only way that it could. It followed its nature. It roared, and God was praised. In verse 7, it says, Giant sea creatures and depths, fire and hail, snow and mist. Verse 9, mountains, hills, fruit trees, and cedars. Verse 10, beasts and livestock, creeping things and birds. Right, each one of these things God made to bring him praise. They do so out of their nature because of their nature. They do so because he made them in a certain way to make certain sounds, to behave in a certain way that glorifies him. I would love to hear a cow sing like a bird. Right? I would love to hear a mountain cry out in a great baritone voice. Amazing grace, right? It would be amazing, amazing, if a mountain could cry out in a, in a voice, if cows started singing like birds, and birds started mooing, right? But that's not how we made them. It's not how he made us. He has made us to be a people who worship in a certain way, to live in a certain way that praises him and glorifies him. All are called to worship as they have been made, created. They worship according to their nature, who they are, to what they are, and to each their worship is uniquely different. He goes on in verse 11. We see kings, all peoples, princes, rulers, young men, maidens, old men, and children. Right? He's talking about the breadth of everyone. He says, look, why were you made? You were made to pray. And you're going to do it in different ways. And it's going to sound differently. But you are going to do it. For each to lift up their own song, their own dances. Brian inspires me sometimes. As they have been created to do so, as we have been created to do so, so should we praise. Amen? A beautiful chorus, all worshiping together. See, that's the thing. All these voices are described in the same paragraph. You can picture them as we can right now if we were to pause to listen and hear the birds and the bugs, right? To hear the wind, if there was any right now, there isn't. To hear the chorus of all that God has made, and that includes you and I, singing together in unity with the world that God created and gave to us, that we would lift up praises to God. How are we to worship? We are to worship the way he has created us to do so. And there are commonalities in that. As human race, we have a way that we are supposed to worship. The Bible tells us to sing. 
The Bible tells us to, to lift hands. Sometimes the Bible tells us to kneel, right, in, in honor of who he is. We worship as he has created us to be. So I just want to ask two questions of all of us today. The first is this. Are you a worshiper? I mean, the answer is yes. I already told you that, right? You worship something, whether it's God or something else. Um, the Israelites decided to worship a golden calf at one point. You know, throw your gold in the fire, it popped out, it just happened. And they worshiped it. We, uh, we are far more subtle, I think, in our worship, false things. But are you a worshiper of God? Is worship your first inclination on a given day? Is it your second? Is it your third? I mean, on any given day, do you ever actually get around to worship and praise? Or is that reserved for 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning? Or 11 as we normally used to go or, or will go or who knows? Are you a worshiper? Or is it rare for you to look past yourself and to focus on the God of the universe? For even a few minutes a week, a day. But I don't want to tell you, if the answer to that is no and you're a believer, then there's something wrong. Something's broken. Right? I don't know if it's a cynicism that you've come to. I don't know if it's a boredom that you've somehow gotten to the words of praise and song. I don't know. Maybe it's a sin issue. Something in your life that's that's just bogging down your soul and causing you to, to be a person who, who can't pray, who can't lift hands up. And I'm not saying that we always have to lift hands up or that we always have to sing out loud. But is your heart in the act of worship? If you're not a believer, then there's something wrong. Friends, we cannot be people who worship apart from Christ. Our, our worship is made and validated by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. If you have not given Jesus your life to take, rescue, redeem, and make new, then, then you may sing, you may open your mouth, you may pray, but there's nothing there. Because our praise is only through Christ. Who is the one who gives it to us? And I would urge you, if you are someone who respects God, if you're someone who, who knows about God, but you've never given your life to Jesus, then today's that day. Make it right by His strength and His power. Are you a worshiper of God? Second question that I want to ask, and this comes straight out of this passage, is this. Are you someone who draws others into worship? Are you someone who draws others into worship? I want to draw your attention to this psalm, this whole psalm again. I'm not going to read it again. But just catch the first two verses. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from heaven. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. You go to verse 3 and 4, you then get praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Verse 5, praise the name. Right, we go over and over and over again. The word praise is used in this. Over and over again, it is a command that is given. As if it is a command that I give to you. 
It's a command that you give to you. It's a command that you give to me. This is a call to worship and pray. Right? And over and over again, over again, he, he calls people to praise God. Are you someone who calls others to praise the Lord? Are you someone who, whose words draws other people in so that they would worship the Lord? Or are you someone who is far more likely to draw people into fear, worry, or distraction? What would your Facebook post say? Think about the last ten Facebook posts you made. Did they draw people to praise him? Or to worry about this world and this life? Think about the conversations you've had this week. Did they lead others to praise him? Or did they lead others to fear what's going on in the world? Think about your life. Does it draw people to praise? Or does it cause them to flee from God? This week, I got the pleasure of looking over a funeral service that I did two years ago. When I do a funeral, I'll just give you a little insider information, what I usually do is take the last funeral I did and I rewrite it to the new one. That way I got the structure there and a lot of some thoughts and it's, it's a good way to do it. This week, I went back to Matt King Lewis's funeral. Some of you guys remember Matt. It was about two years ago he died. I will tell you, and I don't know if I will ever have the chance to do another great funeral. That was the easiest funeral I've ever done. And he's the closest person to me that I've ever lost and done their service. Do you know why it was easy? It was easy because that dude loved Jesus. And he made sure everybody around him knew it verbally, as well as in his actions and his life. So as I was looking over his service, and I, I brought the tears a couple times, remembering my friend, but I was like, man, this was great. All I did that service was preach his life as the gospel. Friends, this is a request from your pastor. When you die, please let me do that again. Okay? And I'm not trying to be morbid here, but I'm so, so true. Are you, when, are you someone whose life leads others to praise God? Or is your life leading to who knows what? Are you someone who draws others to faithful worship? Is your life a call to worship by everybody around you? Would you all pray with me? God, I thank you so much for your word today. God, I thank you for the ability to praise, even when our hearts are heavy and hurting. Lord, I thank you that you would make us be this way. And it's not something that, um, Lord, that really should have to work that hard. But God, that you are hard at work in us and our hearts leading us to this place. I do pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here who is not fitting a thing, that your spirit would convict them, and that that would lead them to seek to become um, a worshiper, a praiser of your name, 
and that, God, they would be a person who would call and call others to do the same. I pray that anyone here who is truly lost who needs salvation, God, that today, <coughs> today that you cry out to you, ask for help, be saved through the blood of Christ, lay down for us, willing that we might live. God, we thank you so much for your word today, for this time and this people. Lord, I pray also for those who aren't even here, uh, who may be watching this or be it posted later. And God, I just pray that you would use this word today to build us up and to send us out. Thank you and praise you. Amen.